Welcome to Divorce with a Twist, Episode 7, Stop Getting Triggered. I'm your host, Shandy Arwalis, Certified Life Coach and Divorce Attorney. I want to talk about getting triggered. And by triggered, I mean agitated by a particular person or situation. It's when someone evokes a certain negative response, a negative feeling in you. When you get triggered, you become reactive You can't think straight. Things just come out of your mouth. You yell. Your demeanor changes. It's like when you go into fight or flight. You breathe faster. Your heart races. You can feel heat rising up your neck. We've all been there. There are many online tutorials that address how you can regulate these physiological symptoms. Start by taking a deep breath or four, which will help regulate your system at the cognitive level so you can think more clearly. But in this podcast, I'm going a different route. I want to discuss getting to the root cause and address how we can stop getting triggered in the first place. This is an excerpt from my client, Claire. I want to tell you a little bit about her story. I was married for 15 years and we currently are separated. The divorce petition has been filed and I do not want to reconcile. We have three children, ages 9 to 12 years old, and I was a stay-at-home mom. He continues to tell me that I cannot make it on my own, that I need him, that I never did anything or contributed to our marriage. He took care of everything and paid all the bills. His comments still get under my skin and I become enraged every time I see him. How can I not care about what he says anymore? Okay, so I get this a lot, but in different forms. How can I not care about what he says or what he does or the reason I yell or the reason I stormed out, the reason I cried or the reason I cheated or didn't cheat, the reason I did all the things was because of him or because of her. You attribute how you are feeling or how you behave on someone else. They caused it, their actions, what they did or what they didn't do, their tone of voice, their choice of words, whatever it is. Okay, so how can we not care so that we can then act right? How can we turn off our feelings? Well, the answer is not so much of turning off our feelings, but rather owning our feelings. It's to become aware and manage our thinking and be accountable for our own actions. So let's break this down. Most people would agree that Claire's husband's words are hurtful and he shouldn't speak to her that way. Clearly, if he was nicer, her feelings wouldn't be hurt and she wouldn't feel angry. But we cannot control Claire's soon-to-be ex, and he is free to have an opinion and can make his thoughts known if he so chooses. So is there anything Claire can do to not be triggered. Yes, here's the magic. When you are triggered by someone or something, you likely think that it's the person or the thing that caused you pain. I'm so mad at what he said or what she did. We believe that our reaction is caused by this other person's actions or words. But I want to offer you Your reaction is not caused by the other person's actions or words. Your reaction is caused by your thoughts about those actions or words. Another way of saying this 
is other people do not create drama for us. We create drama for ourselves based on our thoughts about their drama. Let that sink in. But what can we do about this? Okay, so we want to get curious. Ask yourself, why is this bothering me? Why does this person or those comments or that action behavior set me off? What am I making it mean? There are usually two meanings we assign to something someone says to us that will trigger us. Of course, there can be more, but these two are the most popular. First, you think, oh my gosh, it's true. They're right. You feel exposed, embarrassed, guilty, defensive. If something triggers you because it is true, your work is to decide what you want to do about it. So what if it's true? If it's true, own it. If you have a problem with it, change it. For example, with Claire, her husband's version of their marriage bothers her. She was a stay-at-home mom and he worked to pay the bills. That part she would agree is true. His commenting that she cannot make it on her own and that she needs him scared her. She wasn't sure if that was true. Deep down, she was afraid that it was. She never had to support herself and her kids since they were born, and she was scared she wouldn't be able to make ends meet, certainly not on the same level as he could while they were married. But Claire turned it around in just a few short weeks. She decided she didn't want to feel scared, insecure, or dependent on her ex. She made a plan, and she stepped into it. She had skills and knew that she could develop new ones that would allow her to earn a good living. Regardless of what her ex thought or his opinion, Claire took responsibility for her feelings, got to the root of her problem, and owned it. Now, the second usual meaning people attribute to another person's behavior or words is that we know it isn't true, but we think this person has the audacity to say this to me. She has no right to say that to me. Who does he think he is? We think that they shouldn't say or do these things, and so we get angry. We all do this in some form or another, and we all have ideas of how someone should behave, right? People should be on time. People shouldn't lie. People shouldn't be rude, right? People should follow court orders. It seems innocent because it's reasonable. We're just asking that people be fair, kind, and tell the truth. But when we should other people, he should do this, she should do that, we are actually attempting to control how they behave. We want them to follow our instructions, a manual. And when they don't follow our manual, our set of instructions of how they should behave, we get upset. We feel bad. We get mad. We make it mean all sorts of things about us. Interestingly, our attempt to control things is what makes us feel out of control. Claire had to work through this meaning too. She had ideas about how it was supposed to be now that they were no longer together. If he would just act right or behave in a certain way, he would make everything easy for her. 
but she was separated from this person. Similar to you, if you've gone through a breakup or divorce, if you think now, after the divorce, your ex is going to do the things you want him to do, you're setting yourself up for failure. Remember, adults can say and do whatever they want. We can set up boundaries and choose other courses of action, but if you believe that someone's words are hurting you and that they have the ability to hurt you, that is when you feel powerless. Instead of trying to control their actions, just let other people be who they are. Drop the manual. Experience them however they show up, without judgment. Know that their words are simply a result of their thinking. And you may be surprised when you drop the manual and you drop the notion that that person is not responsible for how you feel, you can take full responsibility and then decide how you want to feel. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Join our community on Instagram or Facebook at Direction After Divorce, where our goal is to help you recover from your divorce, rediscover your self-worth, and repurpose your life. Until next time, take care. Thank you.